Hey there, before you start tonight's episode, we wanted to talk to you about a brand new project that we're starting that we're really excited about. It's called Whose Dice Are These Anyway? It's a podcast where the stories are made up and the rules barely matter. Join us every week as our bumbling crew of adventurers solves some mysteries, fights some monsters, and does terrible celebrity impressions. Starting Thursday, January 26th, and every Thursday thereafter. You can find Who's Dice Are These Anyway on every major podcasting distribution platform. You can also find us on Twitter at Who's Dice. We hope you'll tune in for action, suspense, and uncontrollable laughter. See you then. Hello, and welcome to the Guild that Keeps On Giving, a podcast about a group of friends and their thoughts, ideas, and experiences relating to D&D. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, Patrick, and let's go talk to my friends. Welcome to the Guild that Keeps On Giving, the show that regales with tales of glorious triumphs and epic failures among friends. And now, part two of our 1D&D Unearth Arcana playtest. Enjoy the show. Docs, you see this large number and and there's even more on the way back on the, the the ship it doesn't look well you are the last three standing on your ship at this point i mean can we move the ship no um as you know uh, the uh, spell jammer helm is um requires attunement and none of you were the ship's spell jammer and that's what moves the ship you didn't know that until right now, when you all of a sudden you do know that. All right. Well, it doesn't look good. It certainly doesn't. Uh, what's the range on that? They should be able to get them. I will gesture to the, you know, floating gases and stars and kind of gather them together around that big cluster of weird people. Cast Fairy Fire. Okay. DC 13 deck save. And I should be able to get basically that whole group up front as a 20-foot square. So six, yep, yeah, glittery six starlight pops around those guys. And it's a, deck what did you save. say, a deck save? Give myself a green dot of concentration. Okay. They see the magic coming and dodge and weave and try to get out of it. And, oh, wow. Looks like you only got two. Two's better than one. Okay. So I always say. And better than none. Agreed. All right. So we'll give a green dot to blue skin one horn and brain in a fishbowl. And then I'll move and just try and hide behind this mast. Provide some cover from uh, crossbow bolts. Okay. That will give you three quarters cover. So I'll give you a plus five to your armor class as you... um, Get down there because there's. It's not just a mast; it's all that other stuff around the mast at the base there. So you, you get good cover there, uh, Charlotte. Okay, I'm gonna be complicated now. Um, <laughs> I know I don't know. Well, maybe I do or maybe I don't. But I'm on this boat. Do I know how the clean air works? I get that they have dirty air and we have clean air, and I want to yes. know: is there a you- you didn't before, but all of a sudden you know that it it um, your air refreshed their air. So there was a wave of that smell, and your fresh air refreshed their air. Oh, so they don't need our clean air. They've got they're totally clean now. Uh yes, oh. yes. You know that that you can it, and usually with a proper crew size you can last 120 days and all these details just come flooding into your head but not as a memory almost as if you're reading it or someone's reading it to you or okay. narrating it to um, you narrating it to or me narrating. Almost, it's like someone's narrating right. this to you in it's your almost head. like this is imaginary i'm going to go out on a limb and say this isn't really happening and i'm playing a game there's a dungeon master we'll call them i don't know uh yeah. and they're telling me what's happening but um well, that doesn't work then. Um, are there lifeboats on this boat? No. Poor That's play. unsafe. Be- um, because because yeah. lifeboats wouldn't be able to uh, have their own There's lifeboats on Treasure Planet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but there's 
air in space in Treasure Planet, and there's not in Wild Space because and, all the gravity wells create I, all the air. I'm not actually arguing that there should be. I'm just <laughs> no. I'm just saying this is all flooding into your head as you you ask. The gravity wells created by the Spelljammer helms and the uh, planets and large enough creatures pulls all the air from the astral plane around them and create envelopes. And so then there's this space of no air caused by the gravity things drawing that air in. And then, of course, there's the silver veil that separates the... Yeah. Okay. Um, but but you'll be glad to know there, there are, in this version, 5e, there are no crystal no spheres and you don't... What? No phlogistan. I know, I was so disappointed that there's no phlogistan, but you're actually in the astral sea. Ah, okay. Um, well, then this so, is there you go. what I'm And all that floods into your head, and you're like, what the hell? This is what I'm going to um, do. Do I know the captain is the one attuned to the spelljammer? Is that how this works? No. No, oh, the spelljammer kind of is attuned to the spelljammer. Yeah, and the helmsman... I assume um, he's floating off into space and can't help me is laying dead some reavers had gotten in you other ones killed their and slaughtered your spell jammer okay um the, the back of the ship bursts into flames sure. while you're thinking. is there enemy the reaver ship just called like narrative momentum is that the name of the ship okay yes yes it is it is um yeah uh yeah so i'm going to uh real quick is there can we just say that there's like some carts or like something under a cloth or something under some rigging that I could rem- dramatically remove the cloth. There's got to be some cloth. Um, <laughs> sure. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> All right. I cast minor illusion to make it look like it's a pile of TNT. And I dramatically rip off the cloth and I say, you want this ship? I'll blow us all to hell. And I like try to threaten them to see if they will back <laughs> off. Okay. Would you like any kind of, uh, I would like to do an intimidation check if that's allowed. But you can... yes, go right ahead. Forget yeah. your D four. <laughs> I'm definitely going to add it, no matter what I roll. Uh, eleven. An eleven. Eleven. And Scales Pink Eyes says, "Now hold on, boys. We need that ship." And Brain Fishbowl says, "But it's already on fire." And then we'll move on. Fire's going to be put out. Blown up this. Yes. <laughs> We're being Kobayashi Marooed here. Yep. I just want to say that <laughs> I hate it. But that's the point of Kobayashi Maru, I guess. It is. No knack. So none of the other ones are trying to come over onto our ship at this point. No, they ran up last time, woke up their friends, and they're all loading their crossbows. And it looks like they're just going to pepper you guys. Charlotte's okay. standing there with a bomb. Docs yeah. is hiding behind the um, main mast or the secondary mast, and you are kind of out in the open next to Iron Jaw, who's laying at your feet. Okay, I think Nonak will. If, and I'm, if I'm not mistaken, since he's asleep, the attack is at advantage. And isn't there something about auto crit? Auto crit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think Nonak will look at the leader on the other ship. Try to look him in the eyes. I know that's far away, but you know yeah. how to get. Oh yeah, you can, you can, you can see him clearly. He's got huge pink eyes. Yes, yeah, exactly. <laughs> he will. Um, he will uh, cut off his friend's head and hold it up. Okay. And then just throw it back through the non-flagistanal space. Right. And, so uh, go ahead and roll. That doesn't quite kill him, but it's it an auto crit. Oh, I gotta add. Do you, do you think the crit's gonna no, do at least one point of damage? <laughs> yeah, I just want to see him roll it. So, plus you get to re-roll. So, um, I get to re-roll another one. Yeah, too. so re-roll twice. The first one being your re-roll, your savage attacker, and the second one being the crit added to that. Okay. Just, I just want to see how much extra damage. Okay, so here's the savage attacker. It's the same. Uh, exactly the same, yeah. And then add the crit, I guess. The crit would be nine. six more points, so 16. Because okay. you don't add the plus three to the... Gotcha. All right, so... So 16, so that definitely severs... Iron Jaws, Iron Jaw. And I throw it back to their ship. You cannot have this ship. You must leave now. All right. Very good. So um, on their turn, Scales Pink Eyes says, For Iron Jaw, 
Kill that tall one. <laughs> I guess Iron uh, Jaw is pretty beloved. Yeah. And they weren't afraid of my super cheesy. Is, is Nonak um, raging currently? Okay. I don't think I said that. Uh, I no, should bonus action rage. I can. Can I say you I want bonus a bonus action, action rage? rage? Yeah. Sure. Well, that that way you take resistance. Less damage, right? right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the the thing that barbarians get. So it's a good thing to use it when. It is, but I was waiting to see if they came over to our ship because I only get two a day at first level. How long do they last? This is pretty early in the day. Yeah. Uh, It also feels like the end of the day, though. (laughs) That's true, too. Uh, Yeah, actually, it it is. It is the end of the day. Oddly Um, enough, you kind of remember. You can tell in space. Eating eating dinner. One minute. So, ten rounds. Ten rounds. Yeah, and it's it's been five rounds. So, um... Has it? We're not really going through initiative no, anymore. Three, so three rounds. It's... Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. That's fine. Got I that. just added them all on the one initiative. I feel like I only, only took three turns. You're right. Three <laughs> rounds. Okay. Okay. Cool. Three, sir. Uh, there we go. All right. I believe only the 19 and the 20 hit you, correct? Is is that Nonak? Yes. Yes, that's correct. Yeah. They just... <laughs> couple of them, like, go into your muscles and you just flex and then pop them out. Don't do any damage. <laughs> Two land. You get seven and six. And I believe so that is resisted. Six total. So, yeah, yeah six points total. Nonak no is bloody. Bloody. Let's add the red bloody. Oh, Oops, we both, both did. did. Sorry. That's okay. I'm just I'll so take mine to... off. Okay, there. All right. So, you got two sources of inspiration here. It's kind of cool, or similar effects, and you can use them both, right? Because yeah, they're not I don't same... think you. There's anything that rents them from. They're stacking. from different sources. Yeah, cool. All right, someone just for fun, roll me a d20. I'm gonna let Weston do it because I don't consider that for fun. Right. Sure. <laughs> to see what what horrible thing it's is going to happen eight. to you now. An an eight. That's the luckiest okay. number, and therefore nothing Ooh. bad happened. That sounds correct. I feel like it. Uh. All right. You hear a bark from from the back. We get puppies. It is the best role. <laughs> He's just going to kill them. It's just, um, this is a John Wick situation. No. <laughs> and Bruno, the ship's dog, who um, keeps a, a, a keg of kind of his healing potion stuff around its neck, uh, barks and comes running up and um, sits next to docks. You might want to move, just like, scoot. Just come up, the, over this side. Come on, boy. <laughs> yep. Rubs up against That's... you. Just rubs up against you. Yeah, he's, he swings around and he, he like, gets... This like, is where the three-quarters down. cover is? Um, That's doesn't look like it, so you're just right. going to want to... <laughs> um, you notice that, that uh, Bruno does have what looks to be a healed up burn scar across and that's new. its back. Okay. Um, yes, because that just came out of the fire in the back. Okay. Docs, it is your turn. Is there any kind of uh, weaponry on our ship? Yes, uh, but they are broken. There are ballista and mangonels, but they have been targeted from the long space battle that you had. That we're just remembering. Uh, Yes, that you are just now remembering. And your ship is in very All right, well, it seems like mending isn't going to fix this problem, so (laughs) we'll just uh, pop around the mast. I will cast Sacred Flame on Burning Beard, which appears to be the, yeah, well within 60 feet. Okay. It's a dex save. save, He for sure passes. um, oh, I'm gonna yeah, dip back behind the mast and just say, you know, that was um, that was a test. You succeeded. Good job. You're very <laughs> dexterous. Okay, back to the three quarters cover. All right, Charlotte. When someone is fairy fired, do I get advantage on spell attack rolls as well? Yes. Okay. Yes. Not not the save, but actually spell attack rolls. Cool. Then I am going to try to firebolt blue skin 
Rhino horn. Okay. Let's see if that comes through. 24 definitely hits. Cool. I don't know why I didn't roll the damage, but... Uh, three points. That's three points to her. Yeah. Nice. She says, how about a little fire, Scarecrow? And <laughs> throws a fireball. <laughs> Your little dog, yeah. too. Yeah. <laughs> Hmm. Nice. Oh, this is my dog. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, not. I'm just real quick gonna duck behind <laughs> some cover. Okay, good plan. No, neck. What do you do? Do I now, since I've seen the dog, recognize the dog, know what the dog is, etc.? Yeah, uh, having never seen the dog before, you know that you two are good friends and spent lots of time <laughs> together on the ship and Bruno is very well trained in helping people and bringing that healing thing if he sees anything anyone hurt okay I am super hurt so I'm gonna go one two three okay four five um and Bruno jumps up and presents the thing and you can quickly take some uh, drink out of the healing stuff and you get six points Six points. All right. And uh, that will... Oh, wait. Don't I have... Is that an action? Um, That actually is a bonus action because Bruno's doing all the work. Okay. Uh, Then I would like to... I don't know how far away this guy is, but I am thinking maybe 50-something feet. Yeah, 50-something feet. Um, Thinking of tossing a javelin or something? Yeah, I was thinking I could do that. Okay, or it's a um, it's disadvantage advantage, so it's a regular roll. Okay, distance um, versus fairy fire. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, nice. And that hits, and blue skin one horn. She slumps oh, to roll. the ground, pierced through by a javelin. Okay, so she died. I don't need to re-roll. Does again. rage apply to okay. uh, ranged attacks as well? Um, put. Could you display it? I can. Let me go in and... Melee weapon attack using strength. Melee melee weapon. Man, I I think it should apply to Throne, but we're not homebrewing anything for this playtest, so... Uh, That's it for Nonak. All right. You see about 10 more Reavers pouring towards you. These guys, since you're all back here taking cover, look like they're going to swing across on ropes... But then another Spelljammer ship, the one that had fired at you, comes barreling in at full speed with a ram and just slams into the back of your ship, which is already on fire. And a thunderous explosion shakes the ship, filling the air with splinters of wood. She warned you. you (laughs) (laughs) Bodies are hurled into wild space and then everything stops. Wreckage hands mo- hangs motionless. Reavers freeze in the middle of their attacks. Even the stars stop twinkling. And this image of this Hadozi that you know as Bossin Boatswain, Bossin Tarto, emerges from the center of the explosion, much larger than you, just gargantuan, but it seems imagey, like, like an illusion kind of thing. Or maybe you're the illusion. And um, so the illusion of wild space melts away, and you find yourself... We were just on the hollow deck. Yes. Basically. <laughs> All right. Yes, you find yourself... For real, is that what it looks like? Or for our listening yes. audience, it just is a yes, blank... Yes, it's called... It's, can you see? What do you see? Uh, you tell me what I see. <laughs> All right. You're in a room with this... Uh, apparatus around you and you guys are actually let me put you where you really are you guys are hooked up to these things that come out of the wall can you see that i just want to make sure the maps work yes yeah it's blue with the thing in the center yes all the gold balls and stuff Right. right okay and all right so the illusion of wild space melts away and you find yourself in one of the magical chambers chambers of the simulations deck there's different levels and this is the simulations deck your memory is slowly fitting back into place you recall being warned that your first experience of a wild space simulation would be disorienting to test your ability to function under pressure a hulking figure emerges from the center of the explosion a hadazi with a missing wing flap wearing a military uniform 
bristling with metals. Gold uniform, by the way. The air around her smells like cigar smoke. As you can see, Boston Tardo growls, the Battle of Hakatha didn't go so well for Captain Sardax and her crew, but her last battle makes a good testing ground for new recruits. End simulation. Yeah, we were going to get that. Now, which one of them is Moriarty? Absolutely. And at what point do we have to fight the sentient hologram? (laughs) That... (laughs) that's chapter two okay all right all of your hit points spell slots and anything limited use uh returns since none of that was actually used or happened so the equivalent of a full reset long rest you could do to your characters pretty easy in first level (laughs) (laughs) although charlotte you gain one level of exhaustion from psychic shock of being knocked out. Okay. Okay. Boston Tarto says, follow me, please, and heads to the door and says, please follow me for debriefing and heads over into this room. So you guys can head over there. Okay. What does it look like when we're walking down these halls? Uh, the halls look like they've been um, good stone workers, like dwarves or you know, well-trained stone workers have carved out these hallways out of the raw rock and used rocks to make it look more smooth. So do and we then... feel like we're in the tower or we're on... You yes, said, okay, yes. When you, we said hollow know... deck. We're not on the ship. We're not yeah. on a ship. Okay. You're on the... They call it the simulations deck. Okay. You're somewhere in the middle of this 2,000 foot spire. Gotcha. 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 Um, that is a natural rock formation. As your memories come back, you remember some information about what you know about Basantardo. So the scars that Basantardo bears are testament to her status as a battle-hardened veteran. Despite having one of her wing flaps torn away long ago, she remains as capable as ever while on board. Uh, Spelljammer Academy has no better person to spearhead the training of raw recruits and Tardo knows it. Never one to mince words, even when those words are directed toward those who are outrank her. This old, grizzled Hadozi has light tan skin and ebon black fur graying at the temples. She's perpetually shrouded in a thick haze of cigar smoke, the smell of which often signals her imminent arrival. And she often says, listen to what I tell you, it might just save your life. All right. Now, Hadazi is not a Toral race. They come from another realm, um, and they have these skin flaps that allow them to glide and and fly around a bit, and she's missing one. Okay, so we're in her office now, or just... Yeah, you're you're kind of in like a a, a waiting room area. uh, There's food and drinks and stuff all set out. It's kind of posh, and you remember uh, some stuff about getting here you knew that today is your orientation day and they walked you up oh they just throw you right in the deep end at this yes they said we're going to start with the simulations see how you handle it it's going to be disorienting enjoy and you had no idea what was going on so what you do remember is that you arrived this morning on belligerence a chartered galley out of water deep which picked up passengers and crew in the moonshade isles Baldur's Gate, Candlekeep, Port Nyanzaru, and Chult, and you've come to seek fortune and glory at Spelljammer Academy, a secret enclave of spellcasters and swords for hire on the mysterious Isle of Nimbral. Graduates from the Academy join the Spelljammer fleet, which is a magical navy sworn to protect Toril and explore worlds far beyond. The academy is carved into a 2,000-foot-high column of rock that juts up from the cliffs of the island's west coast. It's multiple levels connected by stairs, ramps, and magical lifts. After docking in a sea cave at the base of the column, you march to the simulations deck midway up the academy spire. Your metal has been tested, and now it's time to settle in. So this is what... The Spelljammer Academy looks like in your journal. You'll see the Spelljammer Academy map. And you know that you were given red uniforms. Well, no, you weren't given red uniforms. Um, but we're in red uniforms? <laughs> no, no. You you are no longer in the red oh, uniforms. Oh, okay. We're back in our clothes. Um, 
You're back on close. Yeah. And so Bosin Tardo says, so now for your performance review. Docs, good support. Well Just, done. You know, kept everyone alive. That's uh, usually the goal. Nonak could have seen a little bit more aggression. She chuckles. Shut your face. <laughs> <laughs> and she chuckles at that as well. And uh, Charlotte, quite simply, you were very effective. I'm proud of all three of you. You certainly were well chosen. And I don't say that lightly. Now, let me tell you a little bit about Spelljammer Academy. Drinks for everyone. She grabs what looks to be like some dwarven rotgut stuff, the equivalent of really cheap whiskey, and uh, says, just kind of chugs it down in one big gulp, takes a big puff on her cigar. While adventurers such as yourself, adventurers of all stripes, explore Faroon and deal with the perils of ancient ruins, malevolent cults, and long-forgotten tombs, this sounds like a prepared speech, because... She's reading from notes. Those who come through Spelljammer... (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Those who come through Spelljammer Academy on Nimbral strive to protect the world from far greater threats. Spelljammer Academy trains cadets for service as Spelljammers and members of the Jammer Corps, both branches of a magical navy sworn to protect Toril and to explore other worlds beyond. Few people know of the Academy's existence and its leaders, its wonderful leaders, I am supposed to say, try to keep it that way. This is all very new since the second sundering a few years back altered the way, apparently, the wild space works. And we are no longer protected by a solid crystal sphere. And we are now adrift in the Astral Sea. Mert, the Merciless, also known as the Old Wolf, is Spelljammer Academy's founder and chief financial officer. He manages the institution's operations alongside a small group of powerful, high-ranking officers known collectively as the Bridge. And she bows. While most of its candidates are from Toril, the Academy occasionally recruits from outside Realm Space. Realm Space is the wild space system that is home to the planet Toril. Yes, there are other planets circling around your sun. Does that shock us? Or do we know that already? Yes, you don't really know anything about the other planets. As far as you know, you live on land. <laughs> you don't really know of your planet as a globe, but you're trying to, you didn't know it as flat or anything either. Just no one really talked about it. Um, okay. So this the, is all new information. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's not contrary to anything you've learned. You're not like, oh, the world looks flat, you know, that kind of thing. You're just, it never really occurred to you to ask. You just live, you know, where you lived. That sounds about right for no neck. Right. <laughs> and it, it just never occurred to him to ask. Yeah. And everyone else is more concerned with the gods. You know, the moon is, is Saluna, the goddess, you know, and that kind of thing. So, but now you're learning through some description that the sun is this giant thing and the planets spin around it. And she, you know, explains the solar system, but what they call it a wild space system in astral space. And your wild space system is called realm space. All right. So we have GIF, GIF Yankee, Hadozis, Plasmoids, and a myriad other people's that have joined the cadets alongside folk native to Toril, our allies from other wild space systems. The Academy was founded by Mert as part of a joint investment with the retired elf adventurer Elmandar, who operates a shop on the Rock of Brawl, a city built on an asteroid floating in the Astral Sea. Prince Andrew, the monarch of Brawl, has invested heavily in the Academy though his support has waned of late over questions regarding security within the institution, I'm sorry to say. But, and you, you can tell from the way she changed her voice that she added this, it's not part of the official thing, handed down from Merc the Merciless 
for her to give you your um, orientation. So, Bosun Tarto says, if there are any questions, uh, please keep them to yourself. Now, your orientation tasks, um, and she hands out a um, piece of paper to each one of you and says, you are expected to act as a crew. So the three of you stick together. Of course, crews are usually in the 10 to 15 number range, but we're piecing together who fits well with who. And so for now, you are a crew of three. Here are your orientation tasks. All cadets are to collect a welcome pack from administration. I suggest you do that first. Everything else can be done in whatever order you please. The reason for this is that without the red uniforms, you cannot get through certain security points. You were escorted here, but uh, from what, if you look at the colors on the Spelljammer map, you can see that. Uh, Visitors, for instance, can get to the sea dock on green only and, and a little bit of administration part of it. But there are officer levels of administration you can't get into. Cadets who are red can get into wherever the red dots are. All right. All right. So, so there you go. Task number one is to at some point insert a question mark onto uh, Bosun Tarto's notes so that she says i'm posting tarto uh and she's <laughs> you keep it classy spell yeah, jammer exactly. <laughs> add that to my li- list of orientation tasks to complete as soon as we finish step one step one a is rip the sleeves off that red uniform right right <laughs> that's just okay a must okay. so she quickly goes through all cadets are to report to quarters for bunk assignment. All cadets report to the sky dock for a spell jamming ship inspection and orientation. Jammer core cadets. So the core cadets would be anyone who does not cast a spell. So if you have no spell casting abilities, you cannot become a spell jammer. I believe that is you, Nonak. Because it's just Nonak, I think. Yes. That should not say... Only because the Spelljammer cadets also need to... Oh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. That's the wrong one. Uh, Collect service weaponry from uh, Mr. Blip in the stores. And... I don't like that name. It reminds me too much of the Blinky's Toys or whatever. (laughs) Blinsky? Is no fun, is no Blinsky. Watch out for that guy. No neck. (laughs) Yeah. Mr. Blip. Uh, Spelljammer cadets, meanwhile, will report to the Spelljammer Nexus deck level for basic training in use of Spelljammer helms. And then all cadets must complete gymnasium assault course orientation. You then will spend the next 10 day in training. So welcome to the academy. And she turns around and walks out, leaving a big puff of cigar smoke. So let's take off all the dots off your tokens. I just look around to the other two and I'm like, did either of you know what we were signing up for when we got on this boat? I thought we were just on a boat. I, I don't remember <laughs> agreeing to all this, but I mean, I, I don't I don't remember getting on the boat. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Nonak was shanghaied. In Waterdeep. Uh, I no, don't Bal- remember going to Shanghai. <laughs> you guys tried the hummus? This is actually really good. I think they made it in-house. Oh, no. <laughs> I, I go over and try some hummus. Yeah, there's some really good, really good stuff. Um, top it's notch like toasted lemon and, peel. It's a nice um, touch. Sounds like, <laughs> sounds like top-notch food and bottom-shelf booze. <laughs> uh, just what uh, Bosun... Tardo was drinking. Uh, there's ah, there's other uh, bottles and whatnot. But she kind of pulled that out like out of a flask and took a big chug of it. Like out of her desk drawer. Yeah. 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 Nice. Yeah. Poured it into a glass. And, yeah. Okay. So you guys have the uh, orientation chat tasks in your journal. And where would you like to go from here? I think yeah. administration probably. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. So administration is the next lef- uh, level up. It's level two, the CDOC being level one. So you'd have to, and you're on simulation deck, which is like level six or something. You head down 
the stairs, uh, you notice that there are three guards at every stair level, and they're carrying these weapons that uh, are glowing with this green magic. Like a, a, it's like a saber that's glowing. I can't picture it. Um, <laughs> Is it like made of light or something? No, it's metal and it just has this glow around it. Oh. It's not a light. It's not a light cool. saber. No, <laughs> I it's a that's heavy what the saber. We're going for was. Sorry, sorry. I really. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. It's, it's a heavy looking saber. Anyway, and so let's put you down. I don't think I have a map for the administration because they didn't just... expect us to fight on the administration. No. It's weird. Yeah. Um, I hope more not. choice. <laughs> I I'm here not. to play test. I need to <laughs> like Skyrim. I need to fight every NPC first. Okay. No. You want to fight these guards? Uh, no, yeah. they're our mm-hmm. allies in this fight. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So you head down the stairs and you go to the administration and you you pass all sorts of other uh, individuals. It's very busy. Um, and yet they're just hanging out in the stairwell. <laughs> um, and there's a warning sign right next to the guards. And as you walk down, there's this exact warning sign posted and stuck to the wall. And it says, due to recent thefts, security checkpoints are in operation throughout campus. Failure to stop when challenged will result in disintegration. Dark. So there you go. Okay. Yeah. You get down in, uh, you're going down the stairs and there's another uh, crew, another group of recruits carrying bundles of uniforms and stuff heading up the stairs. And, you know, they well met, well met as they pass. And then coming through the walls, just swimming right through the walls, you see strange glowing fish like goldfish looking you know about the size of a trout or a bass or something swims right through the air and phases right through the wall and the other crew just kind of glances but doesn't seem bothered by them and they just phase right through uh I w- this is my first day at school so obviously i'm trying to be cool and i also am unfazed yeah. by these things <laughs> I-, I know these what's things. up i've been here yeah sure you don't Did i make a uh, nature uh, check to see if i recognize <laughs> these things yeah, go ahead. I would like to do an Arcana, just in my own life. Yep. Good, yeah, uh, absolutely. I would like one of these guys <laughs> to get the answer and tell me. Right. Got a 15 <laughs> on my nature check. Like, ooh, ghost 50. Okay. The Arcana doesn't... You don't recall anything at all, um, Charlotte, regarding this. But Docs, you are pretty sure... Now, you've never seen these things before, but by the way they're behaving, what they are, they're not illusionary. These seem to be from a different realm they're not you know you, you can tell just the way where the eyes are and you know all the different things um they're just not from Toral. and at this point you're walking down the stairs you get close to administration and you hear this magical voice just emanating from all around you ectoplasmic breach on spell jammer nexus level all personnel be prepared for supernatural anomalies. i ain't afraid of no ghost yeah. <laughs> Boston makes me feel good. So. <laughs> good deal. Okay. So you get down to administration level and you follow the signs. Everything's well directed. There's signs everywhere. I mean, um, real quick, I, just to double back there. Does anyone else seem panicked by that or announcement or does anyone freak out or is everyone just going about business? I want to know what I'm supposed to be doing. So I'm modeling my behavior off of Um, everyone else who's already here. Okay. Most people seem, they're just looking around. The way like someone on Star Trek where they're like, the ship is about to be destroyed. And they, you know, calmly walk to their station. You know, everyone seems to just be, they're like, oh, that's not good. You hear, you know, and, but people just keep moving on. You see a, a new cadet look like, terrified from something comes around the corner he's backing up and looks around at you guys and goes i don't know what i just saw i don't know what i just saw be chill and kind of stumps stumbles stumbles i hurry around the corner to see what he saw 
and you see kind of the end of something black and tentacly, like fading uh-huh. into no- nothing. Charlotte <laughs> likes that. She's ex- yeah. she's a witch. Dark tentacly uh, abyss is all is her jam. Is her, you yeah. might even say it's her spell jam. Uh, it's her spell jam. <laughs> um, as you approach the the, it's just kind of drifting into nothing. You receive inspiration. Oh, sweet. Uh, and and feel this like dark connection to these things, uh, and then it just whoop, and it's gone, leaving just an odd smell of some faraway place. Cool. And now I would like to proceed to administration. <laughs> okay, you turn around and go into administration. Okay, so this is the level above the sea dock. You can actually hear sea docky noises every once in a while coming up from the stairs and whatnot. And there's a visitor's lounge with a bar, guest rooms for visitors from off world and, and from that aren't cadets, and the academy reception. Uh, there's a records room that requires uh, purple level security. And there you go. So the academy reception you see a very interesting creature sitting behind the receptionist desk. And this creature... Black tentacle monster, black tentacle monster, black tentacle monster. (laughs) No, sorry. It's a bug. It is a thrycreen. (laughs) Clicks and buzzes, but can speak clearly and goes, Wait a minute. I am Sorker. And she's with her multiple arms. She, he, it, they. You're not quite sure, but... Her voice sounds feminine, and she looks like she's sorting letters and doing stuff, and she picks up a rock and goes, Academy accounts payable, Sarker speaking, please hold, puts the rock down, and says, uh, huh, visitors or new recruits? New recruits. Ah, cadet packages. Very good, very good. And she backs up. And um, shuffles through stuff, and she says, hmm, <laughs> typical orientation tasks, or were you given, let me see, let me see, hand oh. it over. I show her my paper. Uh, she's like, yes, yes, nothing unusual, very good, very good. For you? No, I'm slightly disappointed mm-hmm. that we didn't get the okay. unusual tasks. You probably didn't do well <laughs> enough in the COVID By the way, you... uh, Yeah, I guess not. Yes. Unless you have, like, a signature item, you have no equipment other okay. than your clothes. All right. No weapons, no, you know. What if my signature item is the weapon? Yeah, it can be. Okay. If you like. You can keep, like, your family sword or something like that. Yeah, that's what makes uh, me no-knack. I assume yes. I can keep, like, a, my spell focus or whatever yes. I need. Okay. Yes. Yeah, if it's something you need for your class or whatever, you're allowed to keep that. But oh, all your other... Real quick, I yep. didn't bring it up during the fight because I hadn't brought it up before. But like, I have find familiar. I have a familiar uh, on my character sheet. Can that just be something that was in my little pocket dimension for that test? And I can. It's just a raven. It's nothing. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Of course, you you've dismissed your familiar because you were asked to, um, sure. but you can recall it at any time. Okay. Cool. Just wanted to. Didn't want to. Shock or terrify you with that? <laughs> oh no, a raven! Good go on. Uh, but yeah, um, no, that's great. So you are given a red level cadet uniform plus a spare. If you can, they're equivalent to leather armor. If you don't wear armor, it's just cloth. She says, "Do you want the leather version or the or the clothing?" Oh jeez, now I need to look up where I wear. I wear leather armor, so that's, okay. There you that's go. What I want. So your leather armor, you don't. It's just red. It's red uniform leather armor. Uh, you're given a, a toiletry bag for females. She goes, female, right? Yes. You all the stuff that you would need. Uh, here is your uh, requisition voucher to spend at the Academy stores for any equipment you might need. And she hands you, it's a 50 gold piece. So you have 50 gold pieces. Now this can only be spent here. and They don't give back change. And she pulls out this blue cap, looks at you, and says, here is your blue level security helmet. You've seen people with different color helmets than what their uniforms are. Okay. And this will temporarily allow you to get into blue level securities. You know blue is the next one up. Blue is sailors. And I misspoke. You were in blue 
uniforms, not red uniforms. In the simulation. Oh, in the on simulation. The During the fight. Oh, yeah, you I, were... I, this, yeah. The immersion's broken. It doesn't. Let's reset. Yeah, Let's do character intros again. <laughs> Let's do it. Okay. Welcome to our playtest. No, no, we're not going to do that. Okay, so... Um, yeah, you were in blue uniforms. The red are for cadets in training. Okay, so you're given a blue level security helmet. Don't worry about it. You don't have to put it on your sheet. That's going to be taken away from you once you use it. So right now you have leather armor and 50 gold pieces. Okay. Um, I have some. And that goes, yeah. When I get this armor, first of all, is there a changing room to go change into? Because presumably you have to get in this before we can go to the bunk level. Oh, uh, you're also given a like a backpack to put everything in. No, there is no changing. Well, you can, but uh, I would go directly up and get your your cadet quarters all stowed away. You can stow your gear, uh, what little gear you have, uh, or or go to the store and buy what you need, and then go change. Gotcha. It's it's quite all right um, for you not to have the uniform on right now. Matter of fact, with the blue cap, you're allowed to go where the red and the blues can go in. Ah, I see. And then is this, it's in no way magical armor. There's nothing magical about it. No, no, nothing magical about it at all. Cool. Uh, It looks like it's just been dyed with good, it's very good quality. Everything you've seen here is top notch. And then last question, everyone I see, like, what is she wearing? Uh, Or... Um, Sarker just has some like or she doesn't patches of of purple okay uh leather on her but she, she doesn't really wear armor okay I guess my question uh, as, is as does everyone queen. wearing essentially Star Trek uniforms but they're color coded yes so it's all yeah, the it's, same yes cool. uh it's all the same but you know different fit, physiologies the, sure yeah yeah if you're stuff a different, different yeah, yeah. race exactly stuff. that makes yeah. perfect sense yeah. Uh, All right. I just um, so they're totally gonna get it when I just show up in a blue speedo. <laughs> nice. Uh, I just right. maniacally well, right smile and take my stuff and step back and wait for everyone else to get their stuff. Okay, Docs. Hmm. Looks like you'll fit in the standard extra large Toral humanoid. Here you go. And she pulls out that, gives you a. Hmm. Generic toiletry it's very bag. Very important. I was going to ask about the toiletry uh, bag. Thank you for bringing that up. Yep. Yep. Would you like a, a leather armor version or something lighter? The uh, leather is fine. Okay. Very good. Uh, you're given the leather armor. Weston, does Dox have a Dex or uh, plus Dox one? Is Dex. Plus one. Okay. Good. You know, sometimes clerical have a minus one or something like that, and then. <laughs> You'd be at very low armor class, but okay, great. And then you are also given the blue level security helmet, but yours is just this kind of big flat thing with straps that you can kind of pull down and form around your head. And she's going back in the room to get stuff. She doesn't have this stuff all ready just for you individually. And she says, oh, and the big guy here. Hmm. All right. No neck, is it? Leather or? It is. Claw. Leather. Leather. Can you use your unarmored defense if you're wearing? I can, it's a, but it's the exact same thing as leather. Oh, okay. So. You just think it looks better. Well, no, I mean I'm gonna. Do you have anything under cloth, anyway. comma loin? So. <laughs> right. Um, I could make something very quick. And she goes back and it's like you hear snips and snips. You know, pulling out things, drawers open and closing. She comes back with a belted leather loin cloth that is red. That works. Yep. Good enough. And when she hands it to you, she runs her clawy insect hand down your chest in a, of in course a very she does. flirty way. <laughs> no next, not shot. <laughs> it just assumes that all. all yeah, quick, pretty lax human resources and, uh... here. <laughs> uh, she says, I'm HR. Gross. Ah. Yeah. Yeah. Who's your manager? Where's the class on consent? <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's hilarious. Okay, so um, she says, "All right, off you go. See you later." And, no, um, you will not. No, you will not no. see him later. <laughs> okay, where to now, gentlemen? 
and lady. I guess crew quarters, because we got to get in our uniforms before we can get anywhere else, really. If they're going to take our helmets yes. once we use them. <laughs> right. Okay, off to crew quarters. Okay. There's guards at these stairs, too. And you're up at the top there, in the middle, coming up those stairs. Can you, everyone see that? Mm-hmm. Did I do that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so here you are at the cadet quarters, and you're allowed to just wander around. So you don't have to move your tokens until something happens. But it, it, you can see on the map, there's dormitories. There is a tavern called the Weeping Goddess, and you hear all... It's, it's in the evening, and you hear that the cadets are already starting to drink and get uh, rowdy. Is there someone near when we walk in that's you like... can direct us to where our bunks are? Like, is there a sign... Yeah. Yeah, like... <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, there is, as you walk around, this fellow here walks up to you, and it is a gif, a hippopotamus-looking gritter. And he comes up and, in a very gregarious open way, says, Welcome, welcome, welcome! New recruits. Love it. Come on in. I'm a hugger! If any... And he holds uh, his I'll, arms out. <laughs> I don't make I'll, any I'll give him a hug. Him. Okay, <laughs> um, you know, big hippo head, you know, goes over your shoulder and he's like, oh, and he picks you up into this bear hug, um, sets you down. He says, wonderful. How often do and you get new recruits? Follow me. Is this, okay, this is just Daily. a normal baseline level of excitement. <laughs> yes, I love to be here. Toral's such an interesting planet. And he looks over at you, and he doesn't do anything condescending, but he kind of kneels down to your to your level, and actually, like, respectfully, and he goes, Well met, young miss. He yeah, doesn't literally, yeah, he doesn't I, figuratively then, condescend, but he does literally condescend. <laughs> literally condescend, yeah, like, yeah, what is, uh, can I do a nature to know how long they, he might be a lot, like how old he would be. You've never, no, you've never seen a gif before. Okay, well, I'll just uh, ask him. I'm like, oh, I'm, how old are you? He says, I'm nearing my 70th birthday. You oh, don't? Wow. We're going to have quite a celebration. I remember 70. Nice stuff so, up. so fond memories of when I was 70. And he goes, my apologies. Why, you're not a halfling, are you? Oh boy. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> he goes, I'm, I'm not very familiar with all the races here. It's a good thing um, we brought it up right away, I though. I have heard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he says, well. I- I'm going to give you a piece of advice. A, don't just stop guessing uh, <laughs> <laughs> when you don't know something in life, sir. That's it for this week. Please join us again next week for part three. Thanks for listening to the Guild that keeps on giving. Please subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or whatever your favorite podcast service. Also, don't forget to like and share our Facebook page, the Guild that keeps on giving on Facebook, our Instagram at TGTKOG, and our Twitter at T underscore G underscore T underscore K underscore O underscore G. For all of us here at the Guild that keeps on giving, Thanks for listening and have a great week.